search is our focus. We do search full time. We have a team of 40 people working just on search. Where does the future or why with search as a service? Our whole conception is we scale with you. As you grow, we can grow with you. We have a project where we do index some full page websites and then transform them to more structured data. And then we provide the documentation search, for example, on the React.js website. Semi-structured data is what we're looking for. Our bread and butter is searching within that. From our perspective, we're the best. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss the Jamstack, a new way of building websites and apps that are fast, secure, and simple to work with. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. So welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. Uh, in the studio, we got Ryan once again, Ryan Neal. How's it going? And then from Algolia, we've got Vincent. Hi. And also Emily. Hi. Cool. Emily, why don't you go first, since you're on my left. <laughs> do you want to explain what you do at Algolia? Sure. I'm a solutions engineer at Algolia, and what that means is that I work directly with clients and help them out on their implementations. So that can mean answering technical questions or providing user experience guidance. Cool. And then uh, Vincent? Yeah, uh, so I'm a JavaScript developer at Algolia, full stack engineer as I say, but I'm mostly doing JavaScript. And I'm working on all the UI and libraries that make it easy to use Algolia at, with JavaScript. Cool. How big is Algolia? At the moment, as far as uh, team-wise, um, so right now I think we're up to about eighty people, um, which okay. is incredible. Because when I started six months ago, we were like fifty-five, so growing really, uh, really quickly, which is awesome. Okay, that's a good sign. Yeah, I started two years ago, and we were ten people, so it's uh, it's impressive. Nice, yeah, because I can't say I knew what Algolia was even six months ago. So, do you want to want to take the honors and explain exactly what Algolia is? Sure. Yeah. So, from a super high level, Algolia makes it really easy to create a kick. Search experience out of the box. So we're a hosted search as a service um, that we focus primarily on our performance, so to speed, as well as relevancy. So what this means in terms of process is you index your data with us, and then you configure relevancy um, using one of our API clients or dashboard we provide. And then on the front end, you can pretty much just query us to build any experience you can imagine. Very cool. And then was it the catchphrase "milliseconds matter"? Is that you guys? I loved that thing. <laughs> Is that you guys? Yep. Performance is so, so crucial to what we do. Sort of one of our, our secret sauce is that we handle a lot of the work at indexing time instead of at query time. And that means that when you actually query us, it's going to be super, super fast. I'm used to query stuff like just people want to make query, they just throw an Elasticsearch cluster behind something and hope for the best. <laughs> um, I assume that you guys aren't doing that, right? Not no. only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, so the idea is that you index your data with us and you configure a lot of settings related to that as part of that indexing time. So when you query us, you can definitely include many parameters. But again, the bulk of that work is happening beforehand. And that means that the latency is going to be very, very small. Mm. So when you said you used the word index a couple times. What does index mean? Do I upload a zip file or how does that work? So yeah, you push uh, JSON to us. Okay. And basically, semi-structured data is what we're looking for. Our bread and butter is searching within that. And then any sort of relevancy configurations you make are related to the attributes that you send us. Um, so in the Algolia world, JSON objects are called records and they're put into indices. So when you index your data, you're basically sending us a bunch of JSON that you can then configure. Okay. So 
You mentioned Elasticsearch, Ryan, mm-hmm. and when I tried to basically Google Foo to figure out what else is out there as far <laughs> as search as a service, Elasticsearch is the only thing that came up. Are there anybody else doing this besides Elasticsearch, even um, though it's not the same? Yeah, so there, there are a few others. There's SwiftType, uh, Lucene, Solar, Elastic, as you mentioned. From our perspective, we're the best. We make it, again, our differentiators are that performance. We're going to be the fastest, both in terms of indexing and query, as well as configurability. We think we're much easier to use out of the box. We're simpler, it's more straightforward. Our relevance is just going to be better. Okay. So, Vincent, maybe you could talk about some of the projects you've been working on with other companies, uh, like Insta Search. Yeah, so is that what it is? Yeah, the name is Instant Search. Instant Search. So, basically, at Algolia, we have two main patterns. We have autocomplete menus, which are on top of your page uh, autocomplete menus, like on Google Instant. Yeah. And then we have Instant Search, which is a full page search interface. And what we discovered is that when people wanted to build a product with Algolia, they needed to use a lot of different tools. Like, for example, if you wanted to build a complete search interface, you needed the API client, and then jQuery, and then maybe TypeAhead, and the list goes on. Yeah. And so we had tutorials with all of that, plug it, it together, and people managed to do a search interface with it. But at some point, they would struggle. Or maybe people that were not complete developers, they would struggle. So what we wanted to do is to have a single library, like a jQuery UI. I don't know if you guys know jQuery UI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really simple to do like a, a widgets with jQuery UI. Yeah. So we wanted to do the same. We wanted to reverse the, how do I use Algolia to build a search to something more like, how do I build my search with Algolia? Like, think about the search page first. So when you think about a search page, you use widgets, a search box widget, etc. So instant search is that. It's a UI library to build a good search interface. So you just plug different widgets, for example, a list of categories, which we call refinement list, or maybe a menu, a slider, a search box, a pagination, and then we do the hard plumbing of the constructing the HTML page and the DOM, etc. We do it for you. So it's kind of framework, yeah. Okay. From the outsider looking in, because I haven't used Algolia yet for anything, any projects yet. Do you guys cater more to like the client side and the the front end developers with like things like instant search? Do we target more front end developers? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because okay, we have a lot of API clients. When you use Algolia, for example, you can definitely use Ruby client to do backend searches and then yeah. send the content to the user. But the true speed of Algolia comes from the fact that the servers we want the users, the actual users of your website, to target them from their browser. We don't want to have a proxy. Okay. So the, what that means is that we need to give the our clients the best front-end tools so that they do not never think about, I will do a proxy with Ruby. I will first thing do a JavaScript search. And so that's why you need to target with a lot of different libraries, many front-end users. And from all the frameworks, basically. Okay. Yeah. So if you're coming off of a front end, one of the reasons I would build a proxy is for authentication. How do you guys handle the authentication story? <laughs> um, so there's a few options there. In terms of the API key that we recommend you use, it's going to be a search-only key, mm-hmm. so you can just query with it. There's other restrictions you can place on it. You can rate limit it, you can restrict it by IP. Even beyond that, we offer something called secured API keys. Uh-huh. Basically, on your back end, you generate a hash that includes certain query parameters, and that will often be a filter that will allow you to filter down to a subset of your data. Okay, so I would generate potentially two or three keys. My back end would be importing them, my front end would have that somewhere easily accessible, and then 
I don't have to proxy that. Exactly. Um, and then again, you don't have to deal with the latency issues of having a backend implementation. Yeah, I don't even have to heap a backend up if I'm doing that. Mm-hmm, exactly. And also, if you don't have a backend implementation, you remove one single point of failure. Oh, yeah. Uh, because inside our API clients, every time you index your data in Algolia, it's replicated on three servers. And inside the front-end tooling we are giving you, it will target one of the three servers and will do a fallback on it. So there is not a single point of failure uh, that can get out of your way. Wow, that's like uh, right with the the jam philosophy right there. <laughs> yeah, to pull your front end, please don't have servers in the back end. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, yeah. Let other people handle the search part. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, so I, I mentioned a couple of days ago about the way Netlify does our search on the Netlify.com. So I didn't actually talk about the detail. I actually didn't get Eli to come on today to talk about it because he actually implemented it. Uh, but what we're doing is we're basically indexing all of our pages using Gulp. So we uh, scrape all the data we have it in some sort of store, and then we use search with Winner.js, which is hit or miss most of the time. For the most of the part, it works. But it sounds like we might have over-architected our, our search on our homepage talking with you guys. Yeah, it's usually easier to make somebody else do it. <laughs> yeah, it's much better because they do it way better than like what you can think of in an afternoon. So I originally had saw tweets from you, Vincent, about different things like the Hacker News clone. Uh, I think you guys are doing the Yarn implementation. Yeah. for search. Yeah, Could, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So the Yarn implementation is a good one. When I joined Igolia, basically, what I did is proof of concept searching for npm packages. Yeah. Uh, on the npm registry. And that's when I discovered that it was an awesome product. Okay. And then we proposed that to NPM, but it was one year ago. And they were not really prepared for that. They had a lot of things to do. So we, it didn't get merged. And then Yarn came. And nowadays we are using Yarn in, at Algolia because it has solved a good number of issues for us. And at the end of last year, we wanted to do at every end of the year, we want to do a Christmas gift to the community. Okay. So that's what we did. And we wanted to provide Yarn search uh, for packages on the Yarn website. So we did the same, a pull request. And that time, we warned the Yarn core team beforehand, saying, OK, maybe we are going to do that. Are you OK? And they said, yeah, we're OK. So we did it. And it turned out well. It was merged on the 31 of December 2016. So nice for New Year's Eve. Yeah. And then today, we are like the owner of the search of the webs of the Yarn community. So on the website and maybe soon on the client also, on the Yarn command line client. Yeah. So we have someone full-time doing it. We met uh, people from Yarn in London and we are going to iterate on, on this. So yeah, that's a nice project. Well, I'm looking forward to next year's Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so curious, did NPM get back to you after Yarn merged in theirs? So NPM and Yarn they have a good relationship. It's a, yeah. it's a nice competition. It's yeah. a healthy competition for them. And basically, NPM, uh, they did the same. They, they had good relations with the website, which was called npms.io. Yeah. And it was already a search for NPM packages. And the, they implemented that inside NPM. The NPM guys with Algolia, they were happy about our pull request, but it was a time for them that was not good. So to the year, they did implement NPM search. And uh, it's a good one, and we are trying to compete on the speed and the relevant side between Yarn and NPM, uh, so it's a good learning for us. You'd mentioned structured and unstructured data. You guys do really well with structured data. Is there still a story around unstructured data, or is it, please just don't do this? I mean, to be honest, that's that's not our strong suit. Yeah. Um, we don't do TFIDF. That's, that's somewhere where we actually would point somebody to Elasticsearch. Mm-hmm. Um, however, 
you can make structured data out of unstructured data. So in that case, we, we would ask you to take a deeper look at your data, perhaps sort of reconsider how you're architecting it, and it can be done in a manner that's going to be useful for Algolia. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would use Elasticsearch for unstructured data, but almost none of my data really needed to be unstructured. I was just too lazy to structure it. <laughs> That's that's when I'd be like, but please, we can do better. <laughs> we can do this for you. <laughs> we did find sometimes some structure into unstructured data. For example, we did a project which is Doc Search mm-hmm. and which is able to search into full page documentations, mm-hmm. which is something Google does well, for example, because it's unstructured data. But at some point, a blog post, for example, it has some structure. You have titles, you have paragraphs, and some paragraph belongs to the titles. So we have a project where we do index some full page websites mm-hmm. and then transform them to more structured data that we split into paragraphs and titles and then we provide the documentation search for example on the React.js website you have a documentation search which is Algolia uh, so it's crawling the website and then indexing and then providing the search and when you select for example a React lifecycle you will get onto the right part mm. so we are trying to do something like that where you kind of take the unstructured data and transform it into something semi-structured, useful, and that's your as a sweet sauce. Exactly. Oh, great! If we can do it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so like, where does the future lie with search as a service? Do you guys have anything interesting on the horizon as far as what you guys are working on internally? I'm trying to think about what I can speak about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have things. I just can't tell yes. you. It's okay if, it's, if you can't speak about it. It'd be a long beep <laughs> over your your paragraph of talk. Um, honestly, so a lot of what we're working on is providing more advanced options uh, within the engine, more settings, more configuration. In the past six months, especially, we've had to deal with some really complex use cases, and we've learned a lot from that. We're constantly iterating. There's been a lot of cases where one particular customer has come to us and said, "Hey, we have this need." Uh, most recently, I'm thinking about we just introduced a new attribute called pagination limited to, which actually lets you paginate through more than what was initially a thousand results. And things like that happen all the time, and we iterate very quickly. So hopefully, within the next six months, we're going to see even more of that. Is there a limit of how much you can pass to Algolia as far as what you can index and search through? Theoretically, <laughs> the sky's the limit. Um, but obviously, there are constraints. We're constrained by the machine at a certain point. Um, yeah. So, our enterprise customers, they have one dedicated cluster, and that's actually three machines. But we also um, offer something called a distributed search network, wherein we can add extra machines if you need more query performance. Our whole conception is we scale with you. So even if you start out, oh, I only need one, one, you know, cluster. As you grow, we can grow with you. Cool. And then uh, we talked a lot about front end focused, uh, but you remember you mentioned that there was like a Ruby library and stuff like that. Do you guys do back end search as a service? So if you had like some sort of like querying on the back end, like as far as data goes, yeah, we do have some integrations that are using query on the back end. In terms of back end integration, we have Rails, we have Magento, WordPress. So those, for example, okay. have some internal code that allows you to automatically uh, synchronize uh, your object from Magento or WordPress to Algolia. But in the end, the front end uh, will be the uh, way to go as far as the user search. In terms of back end search, I don't know if we have many use cases for that. The biggest ones, uh, people often use us to generate emails. Yeah. Um, so they'll do that on the back end because they don't need that sort of very high performance. I remember talking with our CEO about how we would do search on the front end. And we were going to get really ghetto. And during the 
build time, just generate this massive JSON blob or a series of JSON blobs, let them be searchable. So you just like asynchronously pull that down and then you just query it in memory. It's already in the um, object store for the. Why would I not do that? <laughs> for small sites, I mean, I, I'm not going to do IMDB that way, mm-hmm. you know, but if I've got 50 pages, of docs, like that's not a really large JSON blob. I mean, I think from my perspective, is mm-hmm. search is our focus. Mm-hmm. We do search full time. We have a team of forty people working just on search. Um, if you have any sort of need for configuring relevancy at any level, mm-hmm. we can handle that for you. As your little tiny site begins to grow, what happens when your JSON blob becomes a monstrosity? When we have a two meg JSON blob <laughs> at the end, yeah. Um, we make it really easy. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing is, at the end of the day, you can have something up and running with Algolia in the matter of an hour. Oh, that's actually really nice. It would take me longer to configure the code to write that JSON blob. <laughs> but GraphQL is a backend as a service, so if if you guys aren't initiated, I don't know if Ryan, GraphQL, if you think Firebase, GraphQL, <laughs> yeah, you do have their stickers. Are you guys partnering with other, any other companies like that? Enhancing search? Uh, it's okay. I don't, you guys <laughs> you can talk about. I'm running through all the NDAs in my mind. I just realized as I asked you that, I realized you guys are both not on the marketing team, so maybe yeah. <laughs> you're probably not in that conversation. Unfortunately, I just don't know who I can talk about. Oh, cool. Ooh. Well, we'll move on. I'm sure. Maybe, maybe some of the doc search. Um, actually, we did just release Stripe um, released oh, yeah. us, and they we are powering their documentation search. Okay, oh, that's great. So yeah, we do have some partnerships like that, but it's not like they do have a product and then yeah. they will use in- Algolia internally and provide maybe a Algolia widget. Okay. Uh, an Algolia plugin of their, on their service. We do have some like that. I think uh, we have a cloud service provider in France, which is Clever, Clever Cloud. They do that. So you can automatically create an Algolia index on your cloud hosting servers. Yeah. But yeah, most of the time, partnerships are more like community partnerships, we call them. So a good, very well-known website, they want a good search, but they don't have many perhaps the money or the way to do it. So we do it for them and then we provide the powered by Algolia or search by Algolia on their website. And okay. we do it for them. So DocSearch is one very good project like that. It was actually a side project from three engineers that went to Porto and they decided to do a nice cool hack project. And they did that crawler of documentation web pages. And now it's on 200 websites. So most of the time, any good search you will find on a documentation website, it will be dog search. So okay. most of the Facebook properties, they do have it, for example. And now we have Stripe, which is like more of a real product. Yeah, yeah. Stripe has um, some pretty good documentation, so mm. it sounds. I, I usually use them as a reference point for my documentation, wishing that it'd be that good. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't write it. Yeah, yeah. One day we'll write good docs. I also, so I threw in the, the actual rundown a link that I didn't even mention. I just threw it in the bottom of the links. But I saw yesterday Google Site Search is, I guess, waning as a product. Not that you guys were competing head to head on Google Site Search, but I thought it was interesting and very relevant. I guess not really that relevant, but Google Site Search is like god awful. It's a horrible product, so yep. I'm glad to see it die. <laughs> we are too, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have the discussion anymore with customers. Don't please don't use that. <laughs> and I guess for the listener, Google Site Search is like search as a service, but Google, and it looks like a Google search bar, but not. And it searches oh, your site. Yeah, no. yeah it's poorly. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it always looks like the big iframe on your website with some yeah. weird CSS. Yeah, so it's, it's basically iframe on your site that searches your site, sort of. Kind of. <laughs> so if you guys want to move into that market, there's it's wide open now. So let your marketing team know. 
Yeah, I mean, actually, we've had um, uh, quite a few leads come out of that from the past maybe oh, really? month or so. People are kind of panicking. Oh no, what do we do now? We need we need search, <laughs> and we're like, well, we can provide that for you. Nice. I know this company. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard of us. <laughs> so you said that your enterprise plans start three nodes. How large is your largest cluster end up being? Like ballpark. Um, so we have two options: there's 64 or 128, um, and then we're actually looking to scale up from there. Oh, those are big um, clusters. Yeah, people have a lot of data to search within, believe it or not. Crazy. And oftentimes, those bigger ones are needed by SaaS um, mm-hmm. providers. That's where we see the the huge chunks of data coming from. Because they're running like a multi-tenant service as well. Exactly. And so when you're not on enterprise with your other tiers, you guys have like a hosted large cluster. I just put my data in and it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. So in that case, you're going to use something shared. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for the vast majority of use cases, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But even if you are not in enterprise, your data is still on three different nodes. Mm-hmm. So you have the same, almost the same service license agreement. Like it's definitely going to stay up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's that point oh 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 one. <laughs> There's a chart somewhere that a guy's watching. I just know it. <laughs> cool. Well, non sequitur. I just wanted to bring up that in six months, in five days, it's my birthday. So oh. if Algolia wants to provide me a birthday present, <laughs> let me know. We'll wrap up the conversation there and move straight in the picks. Picks are jam picks, things you're jamming on, things that get you going. Uh, these can be music picks, uh, movies, tech related. I know you guys had some uh, time to think of them. For some reason, I can't remember what my pick was, my technical pick. So Ryan, do you want to go first? All right. As I figured out I was going to be on this podcast yesterday, the one that came up actually earlier today that I've been really on is um, I'm learning to spin uh, fire with a staff. And so tonight, uh, turns out, is this like annual fire jam out on the Embarcadero that <laughs> I'm going to go spin fire at for the first time. It'll be kind of awesome. And there's going to be like 100 people throwing fire in the air. And it's going to be really cool. Okay. And so if I come in tomorrow a little like missing hair on my arms, no eyebrows, don't mock me too much. We know it was a successful <laughs> night. <laughs> exactly. Or complete failure. Yeah. Well, if you keep most of the hair on your body, then you know. I'm good. Like, yeah. I only whack myself in the face like once or twice every time I spin it. <laughs> but when did you decide to like, I want to spin fire? Uh, a couple months ago. It's been something I've wanted to do. I've seen a bunch of people do it. And then I was hanging out with a bunch of my friends. One of these guys just starts spinning. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm actually now going to go buy the staff to do this. And then started spinning it in my house. There's a bunch of marks on the ceiling of me like, oh, the ceiling's not quite high enough to do that. See, I thought you just wanted to make the fire jam pun. No, no. I didn't even realize that one. I I will pretend that I did that. Well, Ryan's a back end developer, so he has to find his excitement elsewhere. Yeah. (laughs) I look at pages of scrolling text on a terminal. This is all I do. Awesome. So uh, I have a pick, and it's a company that's been on here before. It's serverless, and they have a great product, uh, which is basically the, it's a, Command line tool to access the AWS console, so you can actually do Lambda functions from the command line. Uh, they just added Azure as of today, this morning, and then I think they also have another client, OpenWhisk, is the other one as well. So it functions as a service. I am actually building a project, and I'm going to be using their cron job feature, so I can scrape ESPN data for the upcoming baseball season. Because I have a project that I'll probably talk about as a later pick once I actually finish it. But until I finish it. Actually, I think I've already talked about it in an extent in a previous podcast. Anyway, it's going to be another pick. But uh, yeah, so serverless is is my choice. And I will also 
picked the movie The Arrival. Um, I finally watched it after really I'd, I'd missed. I have a small child, so I don't watch movies in the movie theater anymore. It's just almost impossible. The world thanks you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've taken him to one movie his entire life. So and it was Finding Dory. And that's the extent of my movie going. So anyway, uh, finally saw The Arrival. It's great. It's basically, it's like a predecessor to Interstellar. <laughs> Like it almost seems like almost like an interstellar. Anyway, you should watch the movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, I might have been the last person on Earth to see it, so I'm just that's my pick. Yeah, you're a little behind the curve on that one. Yeah, just just slightly behind the curve. Vincent, do you have any picks? Yeah, I chose a non-tech pick. I'm from Paris. I am 32 years old, and lately I have been playing basketball a lot. I'm long-term basketball. Like when I was younger, I was playing a lot of basketball, and then when I came to Paris and started to working in startups. I felt like I was missing something in terms of sports. So I wanted to play basketball, but you have to find some good persons to, to play with. And it's not that easy at some point because you are not in the same, you know, circuit. You are not uh, playing um, uh, games on the weekend, etc. So I just wanted to have one game every week as a weekday. Uh, so I tried to recruit people inside Algolia. And now we have like every week we are going to play basketball with the three of or four people, and then joining other people. And even when there are some SF people coming to Paris, then I will ask them the first thing after saying, hello, hey, do you want to play basketball on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I came here in SF for two weeks, I thought oh, I would just buy a basketball on Amazon, and then we'll go play, and, and we did. And even yesterday evening, we did also play basketball. So I'm trying to play basketball every time uh, I can. Uh, because it's a very good way, like when you wake up the next morning, you can go bit, you can do better coding from my point of view. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I really love it. And tonight I will see the uh, Golden State Warriors uh, versus Clippers game. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask if you if you saw a game yet. So. Yeah, like uh, when I come here for two weeks, since I'm very a basketball fan, I have to see an NBA game. And being in SF, it's really good because the Golden State are really really good. Yeah, they're yeah. good. So it's you don't have to watch like a horrible team like the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> Sacramento Kings, by the way. They used to be good back in the day. No longer. Sorry, I have like lots of friends who are Kings fans. So you just take every chance to make a dig at them? Yeah. We're so, going to play this for them, just like on the radio. Yeah, well, I grew up a Magic fan, so like Shaquille O'Neal was yeah. like, that was my team growing up, even though it was only for two and a half years that he was on the <laughs> team. But anyway, that was my team, and uh, they haven't been good since. And it's been, it's been very sad watching basketball growing up until I moved here. Which oh, yeah. is awesome. So, Vincent, if you disappear in a year to go semi-pro basketball um, uh, professionally, yeah, maybe. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to it. Just remember, remember me when you get really big. His birthday's in six months and five. Six days. months, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just letting you know. And then Emily, you have any uh, picks for us? Uh, yeah, so I really, really love CSS, but I'm super excited about some of the new stuff that's coming out. For example, like CSS variables, I think are awesome. But one of the cool things I actually found out last week is you can animate the D attribute of an SVG using just CSS, which like kind of blew my mind a little bit. I got really excited about it. So that that'll be my pick. Nice. Yeah, we're using variables in our new UI, actually. So Netlify is a new UI. We're using variables in there. And then Flexbox is very heavily used. I love Flexbox. <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand the CSS grid layout yet. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that one a little bit. But once all the browsers on board, that'll be the moment. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Say it again, degrade animations and SCV. <laughs> um the 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 D attribute. So D like attribute. the, the okay. draw attribute. Oh, you can gotcha. actually animate. On an SVG, so like on a path, so you can just change the path. Like if you hover over it using just CSS. Oh, 
Yeah, it sounds like a, a weekend project. I might have to <laughs> research that. I'm, I've been away from CSS for a couple months, so I need to catch up. You don't miss it? I don't miss it a ton, just because we have good designers that write code at Netlify, and they do most of our CSS for us. So I've like I've waned in like my experience in CSS since I've been at Netlify. But yeah, I can't say I really missed it. That was That's a long totally way to say no. Fair. <laughs> awesome. So uh, hey, guys, I thank you for coming here. Uh, I was going to say walked all the way six blocks, but you didn't walk. I found out. <laughs> you drove in an Uber. Okay. We're going to take the best bike, huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll walk uphill both ways. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any, any way people want to contact you if they want to find you on the internet and talk more about search? Uh, yeah. So my GitHub account is VVO. There's a lot of open source on it. And on Twitter, I'm VVOYER. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm E E H A Y M A N. Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, for coming in here and talk, talking about search. Ryan, thanks for coming in here last minute. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, and keep spreading the jam. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, check out their library. It's packed with amazing talks on sales, marketing, product, and general management from founders of developer tools companies and other industry leaders. 